0: You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM during O-Week and we're joined by Dr. Sabina. Both, How are you?
1: I'm fine, thank you.
0: Um, What do you teach here at UNE?
1: I'm teaching first-year ecology, that's Eco 100, and first-year biology, that's Bio 120.
0: Okay, and what, what specific facets do those units actually focus on?
1: So I'm in biology, I'm teaching the angiosperm reproduction. So that's all about flowers and bees and what they do and how good that is for us, as well as the ecology part, where we do some forest ecology and look into the baseline of how students can actually understand how the world runs. And in ecology, we give like an entire trimester on what's the basic of ecology and why is it like the best subject ever and why you really should study it.
0: So. What's the best part about your job then? And maybe what's the worst?
1: So the best part is definitely in academia. You can be like creative and have a lot of thinking time and can be creative at your own time most of the times. But it also means that during uh, the exam period or during the end of the trimester, it's actually very busy and we are literally just marking essays the entire day.
0: I can imagine. How do you get through all that that marking? Do you do anything in the meantime just to let your brain focus a little bit?
1: It's you start at the beginning and really want to get through it and you just try to do it and it's really hard. And then you just look out of the window for like 10 minutes and then just start again. So it's pretty hard work actually.
0: What's something that everyone thinks about what you teach that's just plain wrong?
1: It seems like a lot of students seem to think that it's very easy because it's 100 units. And that's absolutely wrong because it's, in fact, pretty challenging and you really (laughs) have to study hard if you do want to get a good mark in those units. So it's unfortunately, it seems like there is a conception that it is too easy, which it really isn't.
0: Hmm. So as an ecologist and biologist, what would be your dream research location?
1: So I spend a lot of time doing my PhD and also post um, post postdoc time in rainforest research stations in like Virgin Forest in Borneo. And I would go back there in a heartbeat because you can actually have for breakfast, you might have orangutans just running in front of you and like having their breakfast at the same time. And like in the evening, you might see um, born in pygmy elephants going through the camp, which is actually very scary because they shouldn't go through the camp. (laughs) (laughs) And if you then go around, I mean, for you Australians, it's not so special, but you can see a lot of snakes and like five meter pythons and such. And it's all just next to the research station. So that's pretty cool.
0: That's something really special. Mm -hmm. Um, If you had a chance to go to Mars, would you?
1: I would not, because it seems like there are so many cool places around here. There is no reason to travel for months or years or whatever (laughs) long it takes. Um, But instead, look really at the great areas we have here.
0: Not many plants and animals on Mars either, are there?
1: Apparently not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe. Um, So what are you passionate about at the moment? Uh, Could be your own research or anything else. What are you really passionate about?
1: I think we are really at a time where it's very important for us to consider our actions to live a sustainable life and to really think about climate change but do also something against it so i'm feeling like i'm trying very hard to have a sustainable lifestyle and i would also try to make like converse the information that it's not hard we can all do it and it's not really a big Trouble to just do it, but um, we have to do it. So that's one of the things I'm really passionate about.
0: It's a really good thing to be passionate about. What kind of things can someone do in their everyday life to live more sustainably?
1: Well, I mean, the classical thing, and I know that you have already heard that, but I, for example, am vegetarian since 22 years, actually 23 now, and it really hasn't, is not a problem. You can simply be that person. And Australia has the highest meat consumption in the world higher than the U.S., which is pretty embarrassing. That's (laughs) surprising. (laughs) I thought it would be the U.S. It is not the U.S., and that's the the hard part. And I mean, it's not so challenging to just change these little things. And of course, everyone, and I think here at the university, many people are aware of uh, like one single-use plastic is bad and all of that, and that's fine. And we absolutely should take care of that as well. But there are a lot of actions we can do that are much bigger don't take your u2 drive to university seriously people you can walk you can cycle (laughs) it's it's really astonishing to me how few people are cycling and Mm. that's in a place where you have a lot of green you have cycle path i seem to be the only one at my at my institute who takes the bike and that's just not good enough like it's really easy to do that and you can limit your uh, carbon footprint pretty easily so just do it walk or cycle and then you don't have to pay like for the gym
0: very powerful message. What were you good and bad at when you were a student?
1: I think I tried pretty hard to be like disciplined and have like a good time management, and that's just because otherwise it doesn't really work. So I finished like in I studied in Germany, where it's very different to here. So you have something like ten semester, five years, and you study during that time for for like an entire degree, and then you end up with a master's. And uh, I had to go to university every single day because I had lectures every day and I would do so because that's then you don't have to invest the time at the weekend and like where you can actually do much nicer things. So I think time management was pretty fine. Um, And what I didn't like very much is, again, going back to I studied a biology degree and that means that we had to do all of the natural sciences. So from chemistry, like two years, chemistry and math and physics, And I didn't really like the physics part. It was taught by a Mm -hmm. like a hardcore physics woman. And she really wanted us to be like Albert Einstein, which no one was. (laughs) And it was pretty hard.
0: (laughs) Wow. Uh, One for you physics students (laughs) out there. Maybe you can consider yourselves (laughs) lucky if you've got a good physics professor. Um, So what do you wish you knew when you were starting out at university that you would maybe want your students to know now?
1: maybe what what a lot of people are saying maybe your parents also that university is like the best time of your life and i think it's not necessarily true that that time needs to end after you finish because actually you can make also after university you can make the time the best time of your life also because that's the good thing about university you can learn what you are passionate about and what you like and then you can actually make a career out of it and like I'm still doing the things that I liked at university. So it's absolutely possible and don't think it's the, it's the only three years you have and you have to party really hard to make the most out of it. If you actually don't party and go to university, <laughs> no. you can actually get a job where you can then continue to have a really good life um, work balance and do the things that you like to do.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure to have you. And um, I hope that you have a wonderful year with a a bunch of really exciting ecology and biology students.
1: I hope so too. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. I hope you're having a wonderful O-week.